And now it's time for the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, on ESPN UP. Here's your host, Blake Froling. What's going on, Marquette? Welcome into the Sports Pen on ESPN UP. I've got Rachel Zerby from ABC 10 in studio with me. Today is a big day for local sports fans because it's the first day high school teams can start football practice. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. Let's just say that. So have I. <laughs> it should be like a, a local holiday. Yeah, it really should. You, you should know, just have the day off to celebrate. You know what they should have done is, you know how in basketball, college basketball, they do like the midnight madness oh, yeah, things? They yeah. should have just started practice at 12.01. That would have been fun. Get people yeah. out there, make it a big thing. Pretend that it's like... Under, I mean, you're going to be under the lights. Just reenact Friday Night Lights. Yeah, so. have a big tailgate yeah. and everything. I think that'd be that awesome. That would be so fun. Yeah, should uh, make that happen next you year. Should, I think. Yeah. So <laughs> this is going to be your first high school football it season is. up here. It is. What are your expectations for what you're going to see? Oh, well, I'm excited. I don't know. I've just heard great things about it. I heard. I mean, I came in at basketball season. Obviously, those expectations were high because, I mean, it's basketball and it was mm-hmm. it was really fun. But I don't know. Football's a whole different ball game, so we'll see what the UP has to bring. Yeah, you. you I hope you love running the ball, running the ball, <laughs> defense, running the ball, run the ball some more, an occasional yeah, pass. Yeah, I'll have to get used to that. Yeah, but I think I, I, I'm excited to check out Eight Man. I've never. That's all new to me. Yeah, so it'll it be is, something different. It's cool. I I only saw two games, and it's almost like arena league compared uh-huh. to the NFL. Where it's it's more scoring, faster paced, up and down, and after a while, you you kind of forget about the difference in size. Yeah, I just think people who play eight man, like I feel like they have more respect. I mean, like playing football with eight guys. Yeah, you got to be in shape yeah, to do that. That's something else. Mm-hmm. So but. yeah, it's different. You just have to play it diff- <laughs> yeah. completely differently. So yeah, it, it's a big day. Uh, we'll be giving our previews throughout. We're only a couple of weeks away from the first game, too. Uh, 16, 18 days. Yeah, 18 days until the, the first yeah, game. Yeah, the 24th. Yep, yeah. so we're getting there. Uh, shameless plug, on Saturday, you can hear our high school football preview show. I forgot what time it's going to be at. Nice, Blake. I, I think it's noon. <laughs> you should probably know that. I should probably double-check that. Here's what you do. You wake up at 7 a.m. and just listen to ESPN UP all day, and eventually you'll hear it. Oh, my gosh. So plan on noon, and I will update uh, when, when I figure out the time. Also, uh, it'll be airing a couple times before the season starts. So if you miss it the first time, you can get it the second time. We'll post it on our website. I will make sure it is impossible to miss. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to... You can post it on Twitter, post a link on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, okay. Facebook. I'm going to be blowing everybody all right. up, all right? So be ready for that. We'll get to some more football in a moment. We'll also be talking a uh, top 50 list for college football was released by ESPN. Some Wolverines were on there. A former Spartan was on there, but no current Spartans. Just, you know, usual disrespect. <laughs> it's it's nothing new. Uh, the Tigers forgot how to hit a baseball, and, and being a baseball team kind of an important thing uh, that they, they might want to figure out at some point here if they want to do something like win a game, possibly. Uh, they're also going to Anaheim slash Los Angeles. Are the Angels actually in Los Angeles now, or are they still in Anaheim, but just calling themselves Los Angeles? I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. I don't pay attention to the West Coast. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's irrelevant. It's yeah. like a whole other world, because they're the 
are they still the L.A. Angels of Anaheim? Or are they just the Los Angeles Angels but then didn't move? Did they move? I, I, I don't know. These are important questions. I need to know. How long ago were they... When did they switch over to Los Angeles? No idea. They used to be the California Angels, <laughs> the Anaheim Angels, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which doesn't make any sense. Is Anaheim near Los Angeles? I don't know. <laughs> I've never even been to California. Me either. I'm going to Google it. How far is Anaheim from, Cali- from uh, Los Angeles? From California. From California. <laughs> Zero miles away. It is 24 miles away. All right. Uh-oh. So it's a suburb. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. They should have just started with L.A. to begin mm-hmm. with, but oh well. Let's backtrack, though, a little bit. Get back on topic, uh, away from our maps, to some NFL football. A uh, bit of an update for the Lions. Ziggy Ansah activated from the pup list, physically unable to perform. Uh, it was one of those undisclosed injuries. We're going to be getting a lot of undisclosed injuries with the Lions this year because Matt Patricia is going to bring that annoying part of the Patriots over. It's just so frustrating. It's so, yeah, so sketchy. Like, why can't you just say it? And, you know, another thing is NFL coaches get criticized for doing that. But then you look at hockey, and it's either an upper body injury or a lower body Uh injury. And we just accept that. Yeah. (laughs) That is so vague. Where does the upper body start? Where's the line? Like, what if you have, like, a rib broken? What Mm. is that, your middle body? Or your, I mean, obviously, I guess your upper body because it's above, it's not your leg. But what if it's, like... Is, is So would it be like your waist or your hips or I something? I would imagine that it would be like your waist up. What if you have a waist injury? Is that upper or lower? <laughs> That's like right on the line. What's a waist injury? <laughs> a hip injury? I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like a hip would be lower body, but you know. I See, I was, um, waist yeah, laceration. I don't, I don't know. Get hit with a skate. Yikes. I need to know these things. I, you know, I'm just... It's just I very mean, look up anatomy of a body. Eh, we'll do that later. If you're that interested. Yeah, I guess I'm not <laughs> that interested. But going back to Ansa, it really is no surprise when he misses training camp because that's what he's been doing the past couple of years. But this year is different with a brand new defense. He's going to be playing some stand-up outside linebacker in addition to just being a defensive end. So him missing time, missing preseason games could actually have a big impact this year compared to if it's just same old year, same old Ziggy. Do we actually know what, so we don't know what was wrong with him? Nope. He, they, it, it, not even, we don't even get an upper or lower body no. description? No. See, I would, I would prefer upper or lower because he's had knee problems, he's had back problems, he's had a couple other things. So you have a lower and upper body injury history, mm-hmm. so we don't have one or the other to go off of. Yeah, that's, that. Where I mean, yeah, he's at, on or activated but still like if it was like a torn acl or something like that like what i i don't know would like, he just be undisclosed injury week to week even though he was just going to be out for the whole season would they just try to drag that out too probably uh, it's just it's just frustrating yeah. but he's missing out on time this is a make or break year for him he's on the franchise tag if he doesn't produce consistently get off to a good start i mean he's going to be Yikes. out of a job here yeah you don't want to be out of a job. No. I mean, someone <laughs> will pick him up. But still, this is what we've kind of been waiting for. He had sacks in two of the first ten games last year. Was not consistent. He was injured all year. He says he's going to be fine every off season, And then he somehow just appears at training camp hurt. I don't know. <laughs> I want to know. Rolls out of bed and gets hurt. Right? What is this guy's off-season regimen where he gets hurt? 
every single off season. Do the doctors know what his injury is, or are they saying, or is it disclosed to them? I, it has. They have to know. <laughs> Someone has to know. Does Ziggy Ansa even know? Uh, probably not. Something hurts. I don't know what hurts. Please help that sucks. me. Yeah. So. <laughs> It, it seems like he's just a walking injury, so I'm glad the Lions didn't commit long-term because it would just be this every single year, mm-hmm. I feel like, basically. And he was an old rookie, so he's 29 already, so maybe one or two Jeez. more years. Yeah, and he's on the down, you know, on the decline. Yikes. I think he was like 24 or something when he was drafted. Very old for rookies. So it's not like he has that many prime yeah. years left, especially if his body is basically mm-hmm. decaying is what it sounds like. So he's not expected to play Friday against the Raiders. Real preseason football Whoa. this week. That's exciting. How exciting. Were football you, season's here. Were you excited for the Hall of Fame game? I didn't even turn it on. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about it for the first half. The only thing I saw was the new helmet, or the helmet rule, mm-hmm. the clips of that. Yeah, where basically every other hit was a penalty. Yeah, that's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to cause some issues. I just hope they get it figured out through the preseason. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, throw the pl- flag now and then get it sorted yeah. out later so you know what's what at the beginning of the year. I saw that there's like officials are literally going to training camps and like doing presentations on it. And I just heard that the players, no one knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. When, it, it's not good. They, they have been going mm-hmm. around and. When you have to get that detailed with all the rules and try to explain it, and guys uh-huh. who are NFL players and coaches who have been around the game for years don't understand it, yeah, that's an issue. It's weird one. It's kind of I feel like it's kind of going to be like the block charge call in basketball, where oh. like it's just going to go like it can go either way. Mm-hmm. And just going to stir the pot. <laughs> that's a very good comparison. And Thank the block you. charge rule is a terrible yeah. rule. Just Horrible. like this is probably going to be a mm-hmm. terrible rule. I don't know. You know what another thing is that we haven't been talking about as much? The kickoff rule is different now, too. No, what's up with that? It's kind of hard to explain. Oh, <laughs> I, I, are they at least kicking off? They are kicking okay. off. It, it has to do with the original alignment. I think the kicking team can't get a running start. There's some kind of buffer zone between the two teams. So they're trying to make it more like a punt, where instead of immediately clashing... With the blocking, both teams kind of run towards the ball and then turn around like a punt to hopefully prevent collisions and things like that. It's so when are they going to ban tackling? 20 years, maybe. Ridiculous. Slowly but surely, they're going to get rid of the kickoff. They're just going to – maybe they'll get rid of punts, too. Maybe just make you do a fair catch every single time. It, it, you know, slowly but surely, I think. The no fun league. The no fun league is right. Then they're gonna take away touchdown celebrations Probably, too, yeah. just because of that, right? Ridiculous. Speaking of the no fun league, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is considering <laughs> something utterly ridiculous. They are thinking about making a stipulation where you cannot be elected into the Hall of Fame unless you agree to go to the ceremony, because <laughs> Terrell Owens decided to do it elsewhere. And they didn't like that. So they are just going to say, hey, we're going to throw away every milestone, every uh, in- statistic of your career that would make you worthy, and just base it off of if you're going to come to our little party. How petty is that? That is petty, but then I can kind of see where they're coming from. Like, are you too good to go to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony? But that's not – you mean you're throwing away a guy's entire career, where you're saying he's one of the best of all time, and just because he doesn't want to go to your ceremony, you're going to block him out from having that honor? 
True. And this is what was this the first time it happened? First time it happens. The now first time it happens. Now they need to make a rule. Yes. Like that's ridiculous. Yes. A lot of sports make rules for things that happen uh-huh. like barely ever. But it takes one high-profile case, boom, it's a rule. And come on, it's Tia. What do you expect? Like, are you surprised he didn't go? I'm surprised like, they even voted him in because yeah. they hold personal grudges. Yeah. All the Hall of Fames mm-hmm. have personal grudges because you have humans voting on this. So it's hard to yeah. stay objective and just look at the stats. And Tio was mad that he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, which he probably deserved to be mm-hmm. because he was viewed as a bad teammate, off-the-field things. All I mean – I don't have to I mean, explain. the numbers don't lie, though. Right. Like, <laughs> If you're a Hall of Fame voter, you shouldn't let your personal yeah. biases get in the way. If someone said something bad to you in an interview, you shouldn't be like, okay, he is never making the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. now. I mean, you Like, have, put that aside. Come on. It's, it's, it's a big honor. It's your duty to yeah. kind of usher in the greats and put your biases aside. Maybe they should just have computers elect players. Oh, that would what do you think? No, that would not be good. Bring the BCS into the then Hall be of like, Fame. Oh, like the computer was has a virus; it's broken, <sighs> or something like that. Well, then at least people wouldn't be the source of the concern. It'd just be a computer. I wonder if there's a way to do that. They can make some kind of advanced stats. They should just have like the fans vote. No, that'd be biased. That, that would be even that'd worse. be even more biased than the media. Because then you'd get them to support one guy <laughs> yeah. that was so bad. That would just all of a sudden get this groundswell of support just because it's funny. They should just like do anonymous, just show like the stats and all that, and not not have the name. But then they're going to try to look it up and try to find but who you, it is. You can't look it up. No computers allowed. You just go in a little polling booth. <laughs> okay. With stats in front of you, and you just pick what. But there's are- it's hard because. You have to compare the stats to other Hall of Famers to see how they stack up. To see well, they could have that all on the list. Okay. No it could names. could be like, yeah, anonymous voting. That's not a bad idea. The whole time, they're not allowed to know who the nominees yeah. are and who was voted in until the very end. And they find out who they picked. Yeah. Like, no, that would be I didn't want him. <laughs> you know? But stats don't lie. Exactly. That's not a bad idea. Probably a little bit better than the computer idea. Because yeah. the computer, but I don't, I don't get the computer one to be honest. I don't know if it can p- pick two national championship contenders. Can it pick a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I guess if you plug in all the, yeah, plug in all the stats. Yeah. The only thing that would hurt is for voting on older players from the '60s or '50s because their stats don't compare. Mm-hmm. But you have to look at it relative to their time, how they yeah. played, and also how would you do offensive linemen because they don't have stats. <laughs> But their offensive True. lineman in the Hall of Fame, Peter, be like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> explode, uh, couldn't handle it. That's an obstacle so, course. So uh, okay, blind voting for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, let's do it. Because you know, like in college basketball, blind resumes get those all the time. Team A, B, or C, who deserves exactly? Because the name throws you off, right? Blind voting for the Hall of Fame, <laughs> no big deal. It's just the Hall of Fame. It's just the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, name's not important no. at all. But then people would be like, oh, well, you have to look at the context of how he did it. You can't just look at the stats, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, okay. Just make me the Hall of Fame yeah. voter. And then, then all of those will go away. Yeah, right. You'd have, like, every lion in the Hall oh, of Fame on. for no reason. Please. Please. I would, there are no lions <laughs> worthy of it <laughs> Okay, yet. good. At least you admit that. There's no one on the bubble yet. Calvin yet. Johnson is the only one on the bubble. So far, I mean. Yeah. Jason Hansen, the kicker, maybe. Are there any kickers in the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. There are a couple kickers. Could you imagine, like, 
I wish I could be a kicker in the NFL. You literally just go out there like it's once a- every like so how might have our many minutes you're a millionaire you know yeah you get to travel with the team like live your best life mm -hmm. and all you do is kick a football yeah no (laughs) collisions you don't have to worry about concussions you can play for 20 years basically Mm -hmm. i mean adam venetary is what 44 45 right now i mean raking in the dough it's a little pressure though yeah i don't know how i do if like the game's on the line and i have like a 40 yard field goal i'd probably shank it way less that's stressful yeah i can't even really kick a football the proper Mm -hmm. way i just blast it with my toe and it's like ah (laughs) toe ball not good not good yeah i I can't do that but i should have i wonder if an average person if they dedicated six months practicing every single day how to kick a football if they could get to that level if it's just like people just don't think of doing it because who who grows up and says i want to be a kicker yeah really they probably just people they look and they're like oh you have long legs you have you can like swing it Mm -hmm. really yeah you always hear these stories guys are in practice (laughs) just messing around the coach says hey you should Mm -hmm. be our kicker and that's how it happens so they don't even try i know like in in high school they would kick they would take our soccer players and Mm -hmm. they would play on the football team they would just kick field goals makes sense yeah don't do anything else don't need a tackle Mm -hmm. hopefully if he's your last tackler you're in some trouble (laughs) i would just let him score at that point is is kicker better than being a backup quarterback yeah because i feel like as a kicker you get i mean you get more action you get more action but you're not as valuable as a quarterback in certain stances and you probably get paid a little bit less a lot less i'd imagine and Kickers either have really long careers or really short careers. I feel like there's no in-between. Yeah. You're either in the league for three years or 20 years. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit more risk there. I feel like kicker, people think kickers are more expendable than a good backup quarterback. And like as a backup quarterback, you could maybe be a starting quarterback on a bad team. Mm-hmm. Like you have that opportunity to be that But you don't want to be exposed. Yeah. If I were a backup quarterback, I would never want to play. Put out <laughs> some good practice tape and that's it. So nobody knows how bad I actually am. You would never want to play as a back. No. What, what if the quarterback gets hurt? What do you do? Be like, well, oh, sorry, coach, I can't go. That's in. different because then you get the excuse of okay. thrown in in the middle of the game. You weren't expecting to start, <laughs> things like that, mop-up duty. But being the starter from day one, no thank you. It's a lot of learning. Okay. Also, with kickers, you don't have to learn plays or formations or everything. Like Even a back quarterback, uh-huh. you have to learn everything. Yeah. So that actually would be kind of hard. And I feel like as a kicker, like practice is probably so fun. Like You don't have to do anything besides kick a football. And you probably don't even kick a football most of the time. You know, you just kind of like hang out. Do you think they just do one-legged leg presses all day? Probably. Like one, so their one leg is just jacked. <laughs> just stretched. Just, <sighs> I guess. When we come back... We will uh, look at that top 50 list from ESPN with the best college football players in America and which team out of the Lions, the Wolverines, and the Spartans is most likely to win 10 or more games. We'll get to that after this year on the Sports Pen. Now back to the Sports Pen. Here's Blake Froling. Thanks again for joining us here on ESPN-UP. Blake Froling and Rachel Zerby with you here. Talk some more football. We're even closer to the beginning of college football than to the NFL. Get excited for that. Mm-hmm. How are your Temple Owls looking this year? Oh, I haven't really paid much attention to them, to be honest. What? I don't know. I Last season, I watched, they opened the season at Notre Dame, and I was like, okay, that's all I needed to see. Yeah. Didn't um, really pay much attention. I personally thought they were starting the wrong quarterback the whole time. Oh. Which, not to brag, but I kind of was right because when they switched that, 
they started winning games. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. I don't really pay attention to the. I haven't paid attention to them yet. No. No. Not excited about AAC football. Not really. No. no. Well, my, then, I put in my time with the AAC. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to move on. Yeah, to the Big Ten. Yeah, better, much better yeah. now. Although the AAC does have the number one player in America, oh, yeah. according to ESPN, Ed Oliver from Houston, an absolute beast. He's number one overall in Mel Kuyper's big board. Uh, he or this article just posted on ESPN top fifty in America. Ed Oliver number one. Kind of surprising, coming from Houston, of all places. You just assume, like, an Alabama dude would be up there. Clemson, yes. But Houston? There you uh, go. Power six? Power, oh, power that, six that, now. That's what they say. Oh. Is that thing only AAC people oh, say? Oh, yeah. They tried to brand it so hard that it's a power six, con- the power six conference. Wow. Yeah. Aren't they group of five? Isn't that what it's technically called? Yeah, I think so. Who else is in the group of five? I don't even know. Like... AAC Mount, oh. Mountain West? Yeah, I was going to say some mountain thing. Mountain West. <laughs> I don't, it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, Mac? Maction? Do you, that, is that? I don't they? know. We should know this. Okay, AAC, <laughs> Conference USA, Mac, Mountain West, Sun Belt. The fun Ooh. belt. Ooh. Yeah. There you Yikes. go. That's some, that's some esteemed company. Yeah. At least you could... Would you rather be the worst Power 6 team or the be- best Group of 5 team? I, I would take the best Group of 5. There you go. See? Yeah. So you got that going for but you, But you, you kind of get no respect. No. Because you're not a Power 5. Well, Group of 5 team just won the national championship, UCF. True. True. That is very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, getting to the list, looking at the local players, Michigan had four players on there. Rashawn Gary came in at number eight overall. Devin Bush, the linebacker, 22 overall. Quarterback Shea Patterson, 25. And Chase Winovich, number 46. Now, this list, it starts off with the parameters of this is what these people think the players will do this year. It's not just based on their past accomplishments. So, that's why when you see a guy like Tua, to, to, uh, to uh, the quarterback from Alabama. Tago Valio. I don't even, I'm not, I don't know. He's 11, up. and he has not started a game yet, and he's already the 11th best player in the country. So that, that might skew some people's thoughts on this whole list. Yeah, I wonder what Jalen Hurts thinks about that one. Mm, he was not on the list, because he's not that good. Okay. You're a Jalen Hurts fan? No. <laughs> I just think it's kind of a little disrespectful, but... Yeah, it is. That's football for you. It, it should be a meritocracy. Just because you mm-hmm. were the starter doesn't mean you deserve it. Temple found that out, right? True. See? Yeah. There you go. Trace McSorley, who I think is overrated. Yes, number agreed. nine. Trace, what a name. We No Saquon this year, so Trace is going to be exposed. That's my mm-hmm. prediction. Hopefully it doesn't just blow up. One thing on this list that a lot of Michigan fans were very upset about was Nick Bosa from Ohio State being number six ahead of Rashawn Gary at number eight. You know, the whole Michigan-Ohio State thing. And I think Nick Bosa had a higher profile right from the beginning because he was Joey Bosa's brother. So that already hurt Rashawn Gary. 
I think if you stack the two together, I would prefer Rashawn Gary. Barely, but I think pretty darn close. I feel like they're interchangeable. Almost. It's just because it's a Ohio State-Michigan thing. That's why. Right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they think it's the media biased. No. But both of them are going to be NFL talents. And both of them are going to be among the best in the country at rushing the passer. Both already are. So, I don't know. It's not really that big a deal. It's also just a random list. So, <laughs> can you get that mad about it? No. But it, it's a good topic of discussion, I guess you could say. Yeah, 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 for sure. If you look at Nick Bosa's stats, he had eight and a half sacks, 16 tackles for loss, and 34 tackles, one forced fumble overall. Pretty good numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think he was first team all defense last year in uh, the Big Ten as well. So it's not like this is just coming out of nowhere either. So he deserves to be up there. And then if you look at Rashawn Gary's stats, he had 11 and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, 58 tackles. So fewer tackles for loss, fewer sacks, more tackles. It's kind of yeah. a toss-up. <laughs> so I wouldn't get that mad about it. Michigan State fans are probably like, uh, excuse me, no Spartans yeah. on this list. This is an oversight, you know. I, I just don't understand. And the coaches pull what? They were number 12. I think so. And not one single person can make a list of 50 players? Nope. They were 12. Michigan was 14. A lot of Alabama players, Clemson players, Michigan players. No Michigan State guys. I think if there would be one guy to put on there, it would be... Linebacker Joe Bocci, he was a junior. He had 100 tackles, 7.5 tackles for loss, 2.5 sacks, 3 interceptions, 2 forced fumbles on the season. And is going to get even better. So if he's going to be the best player on that defense, on a defense that was, I think, top 10 in the nation last year. So if you're looking at projecting what they're going to do, I feel like Joe mm -hmm. Bocci deserved to be on there. Maybe Brian Lewerke, if you think he's going to take that jump, think he has a little more to show than Tua. <laughs> but it's the Alabama yeah. hype train. Uh -huh. I'm not Whatever. upset. No. I'm no. not upset. No reason to be in the reason. Doesn't bother me. Meaningless preseason mm -hmm. rankings. <laughs> D'Antonio teams are always well balanced, usually not focused on one star. Sometimes stars emerge, but they don't need the, the big star power of a Shea Patterson or Rashawn Gary and they seem to do just fine. Teamwork makes the dream work. Exactly. That's how we do it. <laughs> It's, uh, it's not about the stars you have coming in because they usually mean nothing, yeah. as we see with Last mm -hmm. Chance You. Exactly. I think Which, the by the way, just have to say, season three is not that good. Oh, you started it. Yeah, I'm like three episodes. It's just not exciting. Like, the players just don't have any enthusiasm. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I don't know. What do you think about the starting quarterback? You want to slap him yet? Is he the one who from, like, Florida State? Yep. Yeah, not really a fan. No. I don't know. At He's He bugs me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know him, but I feel like I know him. <laughs> and I don't like him. He's just like not him. a team player. No, he's out for himself. Yeah. Again, he was the number, was he one of the no, number one overall quarterback recruit in 2016? And he has the attitude of like a child. Uh-huh. It's yeah. ridiculous. So. Their coach is wild, though. Yes. <laughs> you gotta love it, right? Yeah. Yeah. He is straight out of Compton. Uh -huh. You can tell. And now he's in Kansas. 
my favorite is the shots of him in the hot tub smoking a cigar. <laughs> it's so good. <sighs> He's just Wild. a baller, yeah. right? What can you say? And everybody hates him, it seems like. But yeah. that, that makes some good for some good friction. It does. It I does. think it gets better as you get to know some of the players. Okay. You'll, I've heard it does get better. You'll like it. Okay. And uh, so, getting back to our college football discussion, I have another question for you. Okay. Three teams, three football teams, Michigan, Michigan State, and the Detroit Lions. Which team do you think has the best chance to win 10 games or more? Process of elimination, not the Lions, so they're out of it. Um, It's pretty close. Yeah. I want to say Michigan. Michigan? Why? Yes. (laughs) You got to back it up. I think Shea Patterson it was, might make that difference. Put him over the top yeah. a little bit? I don't know. I'm interested to see how that's going to work out. I think if you just went by pure talent on paper of the three teams, I would pick Michigan. But you have to also look at their schedule. And True. it is brutal. compared. Michigan State has a slightly tough schedule. Michigan's is absolutely brutal. Because they have to play at number 11 Notre Dame, at number 12 Michigan State, at number three, Ohio State. Then they host number seven, Wisconsin, and number 12, Penn State. Whereas Michigan State has Michigan and Ohio State at home. They don't have to play Wisconsin. Their only tough road game is at Penn State. So I think, pure talent-wise, Michigan is better. But the schedule is going to hurt them, and it's going to help Michigan State, which is why I think they will be the team to get to 10 or more wins. Although I think both teams could make 10 wins. Yeah. But most likely, Michigan State. Yeah, the Spartans, I mean, they definitely have the easier path, obviously, to get to 10. Michigan, wow. Could you imagine, though, Michigan wins those games? Well, then they deserve to be in the playoff if they win. I mean, I don't think even the most diehard Michigan fan is expecting them to win all of those games that I I just listed. I mean, if they win all those, then... I don't know, pay someone a million dollars. But I think if they win three <laughs> of those games, that should be considered a huge success. Yeah. If they beat three of Notre Dame, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Penn State, and Ohio State, I would take that because that's an absolute mm-hmm. gauntlet, and it would set them up to be right in contention yeah. for a Big Ten championship, I think. Because Notre Dame non-conference, obviously. So you know, if you, get, if you lose to Notre Dame and lose to one of the conference teams – they're playing uh-huh. for a Big Ten championship. So that should be the goal. You know, three and two would be oh, yeah. elite. But Can't I be mad about that. But... They'll find some way to be mad about it. Yeah. They always do. You'll <laughs> learn that, you know. The expectations are always way at the top, even if some years they shouldn't be. Yeah, I've, I've kind of noticed um, that Michigan fans are more obnoxious than Michigan State fans. Your words, not mine. <laughs> Which I'm... is why I'm kind of just like... A, go blue or whatever they say like i just kind of makes me cringe okay and please state for the record i'm not holding a gun to your head and making you say that okay so we're good like i've never really i've never really was a fan of michigan but then i came up here and i was like oh my god i can't deal with it Mm. so where do you then do you fall on if you had to pick the packers or lions oh the lions I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, Packers fans. Uh, this I is great. Can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're learning a lot today, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you 
you won half your fan base and lost the other half. So. Oh, well. At least they know you now. Yeah. Right? It's better to be d- divisive these days anyway. Yeah. Because it's not fun if everybody likes you. Exactly, exactly. So, when we come back, we're going to talk some NBA. It's been a while since we've gotten I to the hardwood. Oh. Well, we have two months. Yeah, two there, and- there's only like 49 days, I think, till college basketball practice starts. Okay. So I can we're get getting excited there. for that. All right. <laughs> the uh, uh, Las Vegas released the official win total projections for the NBA. We'll uh, dive into the Pistons, the Bucks, make some predictions. I'm sure you'll have a Philadelphia hot take, <laughs> as always. You don't want to miss it here on the Sports Pen. Now back to the Sports Pen. Here's Blake Froling. Got some NBA talk coming your way here on the Sports Pen. Rachel Zerby from ABC10 is in studio with me. Vegas released the over-under win projections for the NBA. So you know that gets people all riled up. <laughs> and their team is always too low. That's how it always is. On an unrelated note, the Pistons are way too low in these. You know, Totally unbiased, okay. though. I will, I'll read it off here. I've got them ready. And then you can, you can give your over-under okay. predictions. The Pistons... 37 and a half. Over. Over? See? Yeah. Then you agree with me. So I'm not I'm not crazy here. Come on, they're not that bad. I I think if you're Vegas, you look at that roster and say how did they improve? And it's a valid question. <laughs> how did they uh, improve? Uh, um they have Blake Griffin. But they, but they, all, had, they had him, him last year. Uh, their coach, new coach, that's a fair one. But I feel I don't know. You get a healthy John Luer, you get a healthy Reggie Jackson, but for how long? They won thirty nine games last year, so they figure if it's the same team, if they won thirty nine games last year, they can win more next year. What's their ceiling? If everybody stays healthy, how high could they go? I'd only give them like. In the 40s. Well, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not delusional enough to say they'd win 50 games. Or maybe like 42. I think the ceiling is 44 and the floor is 35. If everybody gets hurt and it just becomes yeah, an absolute yeah. dumpster fire. So somewhere in there. But I think it's more likely to be higher than the 37 mm-hmm. and a half. Agreed. So I think we figured that one out. Time to make some money. Uh, the Bucks. We're on here. They're over under projection, forty six and a half. Over. You're going over on that. I am. Okay. Why? I think the Bucks are. They're gonna. I don't want to say like shock the world, but I think they're gonna be fun to watch. Forty four. With had their additions, wins. yeah. Giannis, do you see how jacked he's looking right now? Yeah, like he's, Giannis scares me. Yeah, if he can just shoot a three ball, <laughs> it's over. He's gonna be the best player. Uh-huh. But that's the, the missing piece, it seems like. You had Brooke Lopez, Ursan Ilyasova. They wanted to surround him with more shooters so he doesn't have to be the shooter. Yeah. So if that works out, then I think they could definitely blow past that. They could flirt with 50 wins mm-hmm. if they stay healthy. I think healthy. easily, yeah. I mean, you don't have LeBron James in the East. Yes. You can beat the Cavs easily. That does help. 
basically you gave everybody a win, yeah. at least one extra <laughs> win from last year. But it seems like with the Bucks, we always have these expectations, especially the past couple of years, and things have just gone wrong. Where whether it's been injuries, mm-hmm. bad defense, firing your coach, where they just haven't gotten to that next level, where they're not considered the same tier as Philadelphia, Boston, and Toronto. They're just they're in that mm-hmm. second tier, even though on paper they should probably be in that top tier. Yeah, I feel like it's only, I don't know, I want to say like this season, if they don't get to that top tier, like what do you do with Giannis? Like what does he do? Is this a blow it up kind of year if they don't? I don't know. If they disappoint losing the first round again? I If I was a Bucks fan, I kind of would feel like that. I don't know. We're, then you have like one of the best players in the world on your team. Like, hands down. And he's still very young. Yeah. Because he came in the league when he was 18. So, it's obviously, you don't want to waste any of these years. But at the same time, you still have a lot of these years left. Yeah. Where I don't think you have to panic as much. I just feel like we just live in such an impatient society. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where you just want to, like, win, win, win now. Yeah. He's 23 right now. Yeah. So, he's not even... He's got minimum seven years of... Very high yeah. quality basketball, so I think the Bucks can afford to be patient, make some little incremental moves, especially now that LeBron is gone. True. That kind of changes yeah. things. But I feel like people are sleeping on the Raptors. They were the best. They had the best record last year. Now you add Kawhi Leonard to that, who's much better than Demar Derozan. Even if it's only one year, that's still a uh-huh. phenomenal team. People are just saying it's Boston's conference. Philly might challenge, and that's it. But I think Toronto is the team to beat right now. I don't agree with that. No? I, I think it's easily the Boston. They, Toronto has that bench that was one of the best in the conf- in the whole NBA. Yeah. I, Can the Celtics stay healthy? I, who knows? Because everybody just banks on the fact that they're going to be 100% again. But Kyrie I'm has just been like, injury-prone all yeah. his career. What's Kawhi like? I just I'm interested to see how he's gonna not like react to everything, but just see how he's gonna be in Toronto. I feel I don't like know, he's like really he's such a sketchy person. He <laughs> is, but I feel like now he has something to prove. Yeah, because like two, a revenge season. Yeah, it's gonna be a revenge yeah. season because two years ago everybody knew he was a top mm-hmm. five player, maybe even higher than that. Now you kind of forget about him, and I think he wants to reestablish himself. And he's the best on-ball defender in the NBA. He's a top-five offensive player. Dude averaged 25 points a game, I think, two years ago. People just kind of forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Wasn't he second in the MVP voting behind Russell Westbrook? You add that to a team that was the number one seed? I just haven't been able to take the Raptors seriously just because of what LeBron has done to them. But he's he's not in the East, so I I have to go in with an open mind. Mm -hmm. But I still think it's Boston's conference. With Kawhi and Gordon Hayward, if they're healthy. Kyrie. Who did I say? Kawhi. Kyrie. Did he switch teams again? (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. I got the K's mixed mm -hmm. up. But it's a big if for them because – and how is is Gordon Hayward going to be 100% after a horrific leg injury? I mean, even mentally, that's got to mess with you a little bit. Is this the jump where it snaps again? It may never happen again, but Mm -hmm. if that happens to you once – it's got to be going through your mind, right? Yeah. I don't know. Just even the way those Celtics played without them, mm-hmm. kind of alarming. 
It is. <laughs> it, it does scare me a little bit how good Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are and mm-hmm. bringing everybody back, basically. Terry Rozier. Could, I mean, Brad Stevens, like, one of the best coaches. Yes. Question mark, the best. In the NBA? He's very good. I think he's probably the best. For year after year doing more with less, mm-hmm. you, you know, the number one coach is not Steve Kerr because he's got... Yeah, anyone. Like all yeah. 30 coaches could get, could have gotten them to the finals. Oh, easily. So... Brad Stevens, though, elevates his teams every single year. I mean, what he did in the postseason last year was just incredible. Yeah, it was ridiculous with all those injuries. Mm -hmm. So, but usually, usually the best player in the conference has a better chance to have the best team. Kawhi Leonard is now the best player in the East. Okay. What, you're trying to say it's Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons? Because it's not. Not yet. It will be. Not right now. Uh, I, I I don't know Joel Embiid. I just wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on that guy. I'm not sleeping on him. He he's definitely top five in the conference, but top three. Top three. <sighs> well, I think Kawhi, it, Giannis, and Joel. Kawhi, Giannis. Come uh, on, Blake Griffin is pretty it's, good. You know, get out of here. What Andre Drummond? <laughs> Andre Drummond, very good. You're gonna say Hassan Whiteside too? Is Hassan Whiteside is hot garbage. <laughs> That's what he is. That might be one of the worst contracts in the NBA oh, right now. God. They owe him over $50 million over the next two years, and you can't play him in the playoffs. He is the well, He's so bad. Yeah. There's just no other way to put it. See, <laughs> him and Andre Drummond are very similar players, but Andre is willing to change his game mm-hmm. to help his team because he knows that it's a different league. Hassan Whiteside is kind of like Dwight Howard, where he's like, I want my post-up touches, yeah. and I'm not really going to try all the time. And I'm just going to skate by on my height. That doesn't work anymore. Andre Drummond has been willing to come out of the paint, be more of a facilitator, stop with the inefficient hook shots and things (laughs) like that, and just do more layups, dunks, Uh and passing. That's what the difference is. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big man's league anymore. No. No. But you're still not going to just pass up a seven-footer like that. No. It's still too tempting. I'm just... I don't like Hassan Whiteside at all. No. I just don't like the Miami Heat now either. They're a weird team. They bring back everybody, but they're so (laughs) average. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Is Eric Spolstra or whatever still the coach? Yep. He's still there. Interesting. They they definitely have the most average roster. Yeah. Where it's not that good, but it's not that bad either. Mm -mm. It's just in the middle. You don't want to be in the middle. No. Because they're not... They might... I don't know. I feel like their ceiling is a six seed, maybe, and but they're probably going to make the playoffs. It's just so boring. <laughs> it's a boring. Yeah, time. There, there's like no one fun on that team to even watch. Maybe if Dwayne Wade comes back, yeah, he's kind of fun now. Yeah, he is, especially when he goes off. Right, vintage D Wade. Once every two Those weeks, he goes fun. off. Yeah, you know when when he decides to try. <laughs> that that is fun. Here's a random question for you. Mm-hmm. I saw this on Twitter. If in their primes, fully healthy, who was better, Blake Griffin or Kevin Love? Ooh. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin? Yeah. I'd kind of go with Kevin Love, I think. Blake Griffin was more of an explosive athlete, and I think you noticed him more. Yeah. Kevin Love was an elite rebounder, great three-point shooter. You know, he could handle the ball, too. He was just on a bunch of bad teams, so you never heard anything True. about him as much as i love blake griffin now 
I still think Kevin Love has the edge. What about right now? Who would you take? Right now, I'd take Kevin Love. Really? Yeah, I'd switch. Yeah, I, I think even if you took injuries out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be close. I, I'd like to see the, the three-point potential from Blake Griffin now. We know Kevin Love can do it. But Blake Griffin can kind of be a point forward, whereas Kevin Love is never really asked to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Blake just seems like off. I don't know. He's getting it back this year. He's got okay. a full I kind of hope he, like, he was so fun to watch. I mm-hmm. would love for him to get it back. but I will say I was disappointed in the lack of explosive dunks when he came to the Pistons. Yeah. Because you know, he's on the West Coast, never watched any of his games, just saw highlights, uh-huh. not staying up that late. And so I just expected a dunk fest still. But he's different yeah. now. And he's, he's like 29, I think. So he's he's not that old. Yeah. But he's a wildly different player now. Probably a more complete player, but a less fun player. Exactly. So both mm-hmm. him and Kevin Love are kind of aging uh, the same way. Yeah. It's Kevin Love's team now in Cleveland. Is that a good thing for them? No. <laughs> See, but for him it is. Yeah. Because he's just going to go off. Mm-hmm. He should, at least. Pad those stats. Oh, yeah. Make an all-star team again. Maybe all-NBA, one of those three teams. He probably doesn't care if they're going to be bad or not. No. No expectations, right? Exactly. exactly. No pressure. Whereas Blake Griffin kind of has the pressure to lead the Pistons back to the playoffs. Because it would be an immense failure if they don't. No excuse of being on a new team anymore. You've got everybody Mm -hmm. back. New coach, but... The coach of the year. Yeah. So <laughs> There's no excuse there. Absolutely no excuse for the Pistons to, to not make the playoffs. They need to be in there. They do. They'll be an AC. Yeah, you take Cleveland out, put in the Pistons. Probably it. I think realistically, seven or eight seed. Work up from there, maybe. You know what I just thought? Hmm. Are we going to have like LeBron James in the playoffs? I don't know. See, that was another one I was going to bring up. The Lakers win total. Right now, they have it at 48.5. That's good okay. enough to get in. But it, I think I think someone said that would be a 4 or 5 seed in the, in the West. I think that's a little high. Yeah. I just don't see how, like, I don't know. I just don't see LeBron, like, gelling with the young guys. It, they just seem like, I mean, LeBron, obviously, it's LeBron. And then those young guys, just, like, based on their social media interaction, I'm like, you guys are immature. Oh, I just don't are. see like how they're gonna vibe and. But at the same time, I feel like being around LeBron would help with that maturity yeah. process. I mean, you would hope they're gonna make the playoffs. I think they're gonna be a six seed, and we're gonna go through that point maybe in the middle of the year where they're starting to lose a couple games in a row. People are like, "Did LeBron make a mistake going to L.A.? Who are they gonna trade for now?" Blah blah blah. Just like they did every year in Cleveland, and then they'll figure it out. They're going to be like, is this the worst LeBron team ever? Are they going to miss the playoffs? But he'll turn around. And maybe I'm just biased or like just refuse to believe it. But in that interview he had with ESPN, he said he saw the Lakers having like a closer opportunity to win a championship than Philadelphia. With, it was something if he was those. on both teams, is that the idea? Or yeah, like he with- went to L.A. because he saw them winning a championship sooner. I think that's, like, the context of it. And I was like... I think he's... Okay. I think he said that because (laughs) with L.A., it's easier to blow up that roster and just bring in any guys he wants. But if he was going by how they are currently constructed, I mean, are you serious? L.A. wasn't even close to the playoffs. 
And like, I'm sorry, like, you have the Warriors. Oh, that too. Like, I don't care. You could have every good player on your team in LA and you're not going to beat the Warriors. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I don't know. So, yeah, maybe his, uh, I mean, he's a good player, but in terms of judging other teams, maybe yeah, not so good. I don't know. Just a little spin. That kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. But... I can understand that. That doesn't make I, sense. I don't know. I mean, I'm maybe I'm over exaggerating, but <laughs> that because it was like a quote that he would rather go to LA, and I was like, okay. I I just think it's because he knew he could, within a year or two, construct the team that he yeah. wants. Whereas Philadelphia, they're pretty much locked in yeah. to what they have right now, which mm-hmm. is still good. Yeah. But he, you know, he likes to change everything, True. make it his team because yeah. he's now the GM, not Rob Palenka. It's, yeah. it's LeBron James. He's the owner, GM, coach, coach. How do you think everything? <laughs> do you think Luke Walton is excited for this or just scared? I would be nervous. Like, I'm sorry, LeBron James knows more than you. <laughs> and they were drafting the same year. Yeah, which is hilarious. It's, it's really weird. <laughs> it, it's also weird to think about because it feels like Luke Walton's been out of the league for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's been coaching for at least four years, and they were drafted together. Yeah, that's just like. Uh... How can as if you're LeBron James, it's hard to respect anybody's opinion as a coach, but especially if it's a guy that you were drafted the same year and it wasn't even close how much better exactly. you were. Exactly. Yeah. How could you be, be like, like, okay, coach, I believe everything you're saying? Yeah, like I'm still in the league and you've been out for how long? Like I'm not gonna listen to you. <laughs> yeah. Even though Walton has a couple rings as a player because he was on the bench for the Lakers. So no. at least he has LeBron that. LeBron has rings too, though. Yeah. As- not on the bench. I think LeBron has lost more NBA Finals, though, than Luke Walton. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Here we go. Here we go. Uh, no, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out uh. there. Uh, we got some Tigers to get to when we get back. Uh, they kind of forgot how to hit a baseball. Maybe we can help them out. We'll try right after this. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Blake Froling. Final segment here on ESPN UP. We've got Rachel Zerby in studio with me. The Tigers are in a bit of a slump at the plate. I think that's putting yeah. it nicely. Uh, they, I would actually say that they just kind of forgot how to hit. Easily. It's been th- 31 innings against the Athletics. One run? Brutal. I Brutal. don't know if I've seen that futility in a long time. That's horrible. Right. 31 <laughs> innings. You had four extra innings <sighs> to get a run, a run. And, by the way, that one run was unearned because the player reached on an error. So, basically, they scored zero runs. Yes. That doesn't even count. Yes. In terms of the pitcher's tally, they got zero runs. <sighs> That's pathetic. I haven't seen that in a very long time. And according to MLB.com, uh, the that weekend was their lowest scoring three-game series since 1995, when they were shut out by Baltimore to end the season. Yikes. That's not good. No. Not good at all. And uh, they've been shut out now 15 times this season, which is the most for the Tigers since 2003, when they were almost the worst team in MLB history, when they were shut out 17 times. So they're probably going to break that. Oh, yeah, easily. It's It's just not good. Everybody is in a slump, it seems like. Nobody can string hits together. No one is getting clutch hits. And the A's are a good team, but they're not that great. You should be able to score more than one run in 31 innings. And a run that you didn't even earn. And a run that you didn't even (laughs) earn, yes. That's tough. 
Yeah. Here's some of the st- statistical rankings for the oh, Tigers in the MLB. They are 28th in runs, last in home runs, 25th in batting average, 29th in on-base percentage, 28th in OPS. It doesn't get this is bottoming out. This is what it is. Like what what do you what do you do? Like how do you move on? Like, they can't. <laughs> like how do you even <laughs> It's not like you could say, "Oh, put this guy in and it'll yeah. change anything." They don't have anybody. You're not going to call up a guy from the minors. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to save this. I was hoping when the Tigers started to tank that it would at least be fun at some times. This is the worst. That's just brutal baseball. Like, no one wants to watch no. that. The pitching has been good, except for the bullpen. The starters have been pretty decent, and I guess that's something you can bank on. But as a pure fan, I'd rather lose every game 6-5 to five than 1-0. to nothing. One to nothing yeah. is a brutal game. Like you don't want to sit there for three hours to have a no one nothing outcome. That's like, terrible. Yeah. Or even longer when they lost in thirteen innings. Are you serious? <laughs> That's terrible. And I like baseball, but come on. Mm-hmm. I feel like even the most diehard fan would get bored watching that. Oh, easily. So yeah, since the All Star break, how about this? The Tigers have eight home runs since the break. Fifteen teams in the MLB have more than twenty. <laughs> Since the All Star break, yeah, and oh my gosh, they really did forget how to hit a ball. Yep, half the teams in the league have more than twice as many home runs. It's staggering, isn't it? Are you sure? Are they like playing with a ping pong ball? Like, can they not see the ball? It might be. Uh, there, there's a stat called chase rate that I saw, which means you the no, how often you swing at pitches mm-hmm. outside the strike zone. The Tigers entered the series with a 36% chase rate since July 1st. So they chased 36% of balls outside the zone. No other team was higher than 30%. So they're just hacking away is basically what, what's going on here. And that happens when you have a young team, but mm-hmm. learn some discipline, guys. Like, I, where do you even find, like, is there a positive in any of this? Like, where? Um, positive. <laughs> You're not the Tigers aren't the worst team in the MLB though. Isn't no. that the or- the Orioles are right? Right. Okay. But <laughs> at this point, do you want to be the worst team? If you're if you're gonna be bad, and you might you're as well to just get, be real bad. Right. They are the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh worst team. I feel like they would want to get a little bit lower than that, and they're trying by not scoring. Good strategy when yeah. you're trying to tank. They are one and a half games. Out of fifth worst, the Marlins. That's probably their ceiling because Baltimore, so bad. Kansas City, awful. White Sox, awful. (laughs) Padres, awful. Marlins are bad too. But I feel like from the Marlins, Mets, and Tigers, they're all pretty close in terms of badness. So they could go to fifth. So this maybe should be a positive. At least the Tigers didn't give up like 25 runs. Like that seems to be the ongoing trend in the MLB these days. Right. (laughs) I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. They've been kind of lucky. And those games can happen to anybody Mm -hmm. where all of a sudden one thing gets out of hand and all of a sudden you're losing 22 to 4. You know, the, the Brewers just went through that and they have a much better pitching staff. Than the Tigers. I had to check that score three times because I was like, I don't believe this. Yeah, because I've gotten wrong scores <laughs> yeah. on the updates before. Uh, what? Especially after what the Na- was it the Nationals when they had just hammered mm-hmm. the, the Mets. Mets. So I was like, maybe it's just like a miss. A, a they joke? just didn't change the score for yeah. sending out the other. 
It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. So now (laughs) the Tigers get a little bit of a break. Not. They play in Los Angeles slash Anaheim. Uh, They have not won a series in Los Angeles slash Anaheim in nine years. Okay. So are they going to break that curse this year? Probably not. No. I mean how their last three games go. Maybe they'll score two runs this series. That would be a win. They get two or more runs tonight, that's a win. I'll be asleep, though, when it happens, because it starts at 10. Absolutely brutal. All games should be on the East Coast, I think. Make it easy that way. (laughs) Okay. East Coast time. (laughs) Yeah. So have them start at 7 Eastern, 4 Central. Yeah, I'd agree. 4 o'clock's not bad for a baseball game. When it's an East Coast team... Can't you at least compromise? Exactly. Maybe start it at six mm-hmm. what, six Pacific, nine Eastern. Yeah, get, get at the, least yeah. one hour in, so that way everybody can watch. Exactly, and you know, no one in LA probably works anyway, so like they can't complain that no fans will show up to the game. It's Good the point. middle of the work day, you know. Nah, no miss excuse, it. no problem. <laughs> All right, we fixed baseball. Glad we could do it. Thanks again, Rachel, for coming on. You're listening to ESPN UP WZAM Ishpeming Marquette.